Welcome to Brightly You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. We were just a couple curious people interested in friendship, ideas, and personal development. This is a show that strives to speak to the curious, to those who long to explore new ways of thinking, reflecting, and being. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and interests, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Ah, I love it. Hi, Amy. (laughs) Happy New Year. Hi, Tracy. Happy New Year to you. (laughs) Happy 2021, everybody. We made it. We're here. We are. Uh, I think we talked last time. We're going to walk quietly into the new year and not touch anything. (laughs) Right? Like for- <laughs> at least not for the first three months, right? <laughs> we're, we're just we're just gonna go in slowly and calmly. <laughs> Fingers crossed, toes crossed, making the best of it. So uh, with this new year upon us at the end of our last episode, I was curious what ritual you were inviting into your life for 2021. Uh, but before we get into that, Amy, do you want to dive into what a ritual can look like? Should we just go right, yeah. right into ritual? Yeah. And actually, this made me think of something we were talking earlier before we hit record that I always go right in the moment. I go, oh, that's right. It reminds me of something. But it did remind me of something. When my um, older kids were really little, I worked during the day and I had no way to actually, that's wrong. Where I was, there was no preschool. But I knew that, especially my second child, really needed preschool. So Bloomington ended up, didn't mean to say that, but ended (laughs) up having a nighttime preschool two times a a week, and the parents would go with. And during this preschool, the kids would go learn their fun preschool stuff, and the parents would have time to talk to the, the teacher. And the teacher one day said something about bringing ritual into your family life. And you could see the moms, like, kind of, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, It's a word. It's a challenging word. And that's why I was happy that you were willing to kind of dive more dive more into what we mean by ritual, Mm -hmm. because it's not, um, you know, as you're, we were just talking about, you know, it's not calling in Satan. You know, so many people (laughs) think of people outside dancing around naked in a circle, which you can, I am not, those rituals do exist with (laughs) or without Satan. And if you want to dance around naked in the woods, you can, but we already have ritual in so many different ways in in our culture and our day-to-day lives. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this teacher was saying. Like, a bedtime ritual, things like that. But these parents just had this visceral reaction. So that's just what we wanted to share, first of all, what we mean when we say ritual. So obviously, actually, ritual derives more from sort of more from religions that we think of, you know, Christianity, Judaism. So um, it is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of actions performed according to a prescribed order. So that comes right from the dictionary. But just think of like baptisms, coming of age. So a bat or bar mitzvah, a wedding, for goodness sakes, those are all rituals, right? So 
the whole thing with rituals and that I think we want to talk about, or some of the things we want to talk about is that they can be super solemn and grand and pomp and circumstance. And they can also be just like everyday things just and, like, yeah. And, and it's about, it's about bringing that magic. That's something special in, into yes. your life in, in many ways. And so to me, when you were just talking about the different, you know, religions that do it and those examples you gave, it's about inviting ceremony into your life. It's about mm-hmm. being intentional with these moments and creating yes. these special things for you, um, to, to either try and push something forward or to, to reflect and, or bring in gratitude or just mm-hmm. kind of be present in that moment. Um, so it's that celebrational piece and you don't just need those bar mitzvahs and the baptisms and those, those huge things. Like you just said, you can have a nighttime ritual. Yeah. You know, we might call these things routine, but just imagine the, the momentum you can create in your life. If you're a little bit more intentional and you make it special and, 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 and you know what you want to get out of it and and you're building that magic day to day with stuff you're going to do anyways. Well, and I think you hit on something really important if you know what you want to get out of it, right? And I had written something down for me, what ritual is like, it's for me, it's a practice done with intention and focus. So that intention is what you want to get out of it. And the focus, it's not just like, tra-la-la, I'm going to do this thing, right? You're actually, you are intentional. You are focused. It can still be a little thing, and it can be like you said, a bedtime ritual, which maybe, you know, you're, your intention is to get that kid to sleep or yourself <laughs> to sleep, right? You right. probably have your own bedtime rituals. Like, I don't know, every morning I wake up and I have what I call my one good cup, right? I have my one good cup of coffee and it has to be quiet and no one talks to me. It's not like there's, it's just my <laughs> husband and me, but, and he's usually gone in the morning and I have my journal and I have my cup of coffee and I look out the window and that is my morning ritual. It's not elaborate or ceremonial, but it is a prescribed set of things with an intention of starting the day in a positive way. Well, and I think that's where that ceremony comes in though, is maybe it's not a great big tradition and you're not inviting other people into it, but it's your ceremony and you're kind of, you know, bookmarking your day with it. And I've seen, you've shared, you you used to share on your Instagram pretty regularly, your one good cup, like just a picture of it. You have all all these different (laughs) cups and she has so many coffee cups and they're all so cool, so much personality and there's stories behind all of them. But I think the ceremony is you know, what time of day you do it, what cup you pick, what, what beverage you put in it, you know, these little ways that you're kind of nurturing this moment with yourself. At Tracy, because right. I haven't <laughs> thought of it as a ceremony, but you're so right. Yeah. And, but these things, so I love, you know, you have this daily, something to look forward to, or even just something to give you your, your day, you know, even maybe if you're not looking forward to it, if you don't want to wake up, had a rough night, you know, rough day before, like it, it's, it's that kind of discipline and, um, you know, that something that you're doing every day, um, and, and that, you know, that you've been successful once you've done mm-hmm. it and you're going to get a little bit of something out of it. Um, but then we also have these grander, 
bigger rituals and a lot of people in our culture, we call them traditions, you know, like, so yeah. what kind of family traditions do you have mm-hmm. uh, either your nuclear extended, you know, uh, many people had a rough time this past year because they couldn't do the things they had done every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just not the same to celebrate at a distance or electronically, or, you know, or even us not being able to have this conversation in person, you know, we're on zoom right now. And um, so we're kind of creating our own ritual and tradition where when we do start to be able to do this in person, it's going to be weird. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. But so many of, so many of our traditions, so like a birthday, you know, blowing out a candle, that's a ritual, you know, making a wish, people opening gifts, people giving each other things, how we make food, the foods we make, like all of those things can be ritual uh, or ritualized, you know, and Uh and it's about that intent that you put behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think a lot of people celebrate these holidays and these traditions and these grand ceremonies and weddings and things like that. And they might not think that they have the intention, but the intention there is love or the intention there is celebration or to make something special. And so what I like about the ritual we're going to be talking about for kind of bringing in ritual for the new year is it's bringing that into your everyday life, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, you know, just kind of finding ways to bring that in for yourself. Making making a ritual of inviting rituals into your life. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then you have, you know, those, you know, running naked in the field rituals I talked about where you're just, you know, being really intentional with magic, where you set the sacred space, um, you know, you, you're burning incense or, um, uh, you know, just different, uh, intentionally, you know, holding light around you, or, you know, maybe some people have words that they like to say, or, you know, in Kundalini yoga, you know, they say, Ang Namo Gurudev Namo. I probably totally butchered the pronunciation of that, I love it. but it's, it's just kind of a way to kind of center yourself and, and open up sacred space before you start your yoga yeah. practice. Um, so I have a quick little interject question. Do you have a ritual before, and I realize this is only the second time we've recorded, but do you have a ritual? I absolutely do. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Are you going to ask before we record? So we started it. So after the first zoo, you know, we had a FaceTime call where we brought up that we wanted to do this. And the next thing I knew we were doing it and we started having weekly planning meetings. And Mm -hmm. so instead of our Friday night, just talking as friends, we we were going to talk about podcasting. So I make my tea as I texted you when you asked if I was ready, you got to make my tea first. But then I do, I, per, I, um, I burn Palo Santo. I always want to say Palo Alto. And then I'm like, I'm not, I'm not burning Google. I'm not at Apple. Like, so I burn a little Palo Santo and I make sure it's like on my desk or wherever we're going to record so that I can kind of just kind of smell that and bring in those good vibes while I'm doing it. And then there's more, you know, it might just seem like preparation, but it's just kind of reviewing everything that we talked about, mm-hmm. but not in a way where I'm like trying to commit it to memory or edit it, but just kind of sitting with it. And it's like, is this still what I want to say? Or like what, what's new in my life since we planned this or what's, what's right. coming in, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of sitting with the overarching message or goal that we have yeah. for our topic. And like, what do I really want to say? Um, but yeah, so I have like, to me, ritual, I get my creature comforts and then I get kind of my magical comforts and then my practical stuff. How about you? Do you have oh, a ritual? I love that. So yeah, I do only because it sort of happened by accident the last time where I went into the magic enchantment shop of rocks yeah. and, uh, and uh, enchanted and, rock garden. Yes, exactly. And the woman 
uh, burned Palo Santo around yeah. me just to kind of ground my energy. And then I came back just like, woo. So <laughs> I have my Palo Santo that I burn. So I do that. I walk around the room with the Palo Santo burning. I light Love a it. candle over by my area back there. Um, I do the same thing. I look over the notes. I write down any other notes that I might have come up with um, or things that might have happened. I actually, um, because I'm going to be pulling a card tonight, so I put a crystal on top of the cards just to kind of get those cleared. Um, and then exactly, I had I don't have tea, but I have hot water and lemon. And so I love it. What did you say? The practical, wait, how did you put it? Um, I, I have kind of my creature comforts mm -hmm. and my, my, my practical comforts and we'll have to re-listen because there was a third one. <laughs> I know. And your magic, I think it was oh, my the magical. Magic. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 My so I didn't comforts. mean to stop you in your role of what you were talking about, but, <laughs> but because I realized I had a little mini ritual before yeah. this and it will probably evolve. And that's the thing about rituals as well is they can evolve and grow yeah. and change. And, and it's about what, what you need and what resonates with you. So, yes. you know, Alan Watts, I'm probably going to, uh, he's a stand-up philosopher, which I just love it. So in the 60s and 70s, kind of like how we have stand-up comedians, they mm -hmm. had stand-up philosophers. So I highly recommend um, uh, uh, Audible and some other places took his lectures and turned them into audio books. I feel he does like have I, some have, books. I have one of his books. But, I do. I, I have one of his books. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So he, he talks a lot about, you know, this concept of kind of discipline is freedom, you know? So, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like both in the magical community and even, you know, just personal development, you know, sometimes discipline is kind of poo-pooed on and seen as too structured, but how he kind of talks about it, you know, is like getting skilled in something, getting disciplined in something frees you. It gives, it gives you the ability to do other things. And so to me, for, for some of my rituals or even like your good cop, like, making sure you do it, even if you don't want to, you know, just mm -hmm. trying, trying some of these rituals, some of these daily things we're going to talk about, or, you know, what kind of, however kind of schedule you get into with what feels good for you, but kind of sticking through it and pushing through those uncomfortable parts and seeing if it still works. And if after a while it, it still doesn't resonate, then yeah, get rid of it. But it's also, you know, ritual is something where it's not only when you're in the mood for it, you know, like in order for that, for it to be meaningful in order for it to, to, you know, help you get results where you want it in your life. Like we're talking mm -hmm. about whether it's that gratitude place or, you know, just bringing more intention into your day. Like mm -hmm. I think being disciplined in a sense with, with ritual too. And hopefully that doesn't sound too corporate, too, <laughs> too strict or too structured. Well, I think that I, I completely understand what you're saying. Once you get the discipline down, then it becomes second nature. And then you do yes. go through with it, whether you, you want to or not, because once, and I also, I think that once you have the discipline, you're never not going to want to in a yeah, you're way gonna, you're gonna miss it when you don't when you do don't yes. you'll notice the whole the gap and, mm -hmm. and it'll spur you to find a way to squeeze it in or yes. to make sure you make absolutely 
Because that's the other time, you know, some people talk about, you know, how do you find the time for things and you don't, you make time. So, you know, I, I hate when people are like every, you know, we all have the same hours in the day as Beyonce. Yeah, but I don't have her talent, you know. Well, <laughs> and also you don't have all the assistants. So, that too. Yeah. So now so she not, started I'm... out with the same 24 hours. But... Exactly. So I understand, you know, we all have so many things that take our time and attention um, every day. Um, and so this shouldn't, should never feel like one more task, but you took your cup of coffee in the morning and Mm -hmm. have created a ritual out of it where it feels like magic to you and where it feels centering and grounding and, and 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 you you see benefits from it. I would add to that is there was a reason why I created a ritual around it. And it's because I became aware that I was very scattered in the morning and that I would have my cup of coffee, take a sip, set it down, go do a million other things, come back. It's cold. Yeah. Like have to reheat it, take a sip, set it down. And then finally one day, and I was on vacation doing these things, (laughs) not at work. I was on vacation. And one day it is just clear as day. I can remember this saying to myself, aren't I worth one good cup of coffee? Like just being able to enjoy a cup of coffee from start to finish. And that's what I went. Yes. And you can create that space. Um, So I just wanted to add that, that sometimes we create ritual because we need, we, there is something we need and we don't understand how we can get it. Um, we were talking earlier about different quotes and, and Deborah Norville says there's comfort in rituals. So it provides a framework for stability, especially when you're looking for answers. And so that framework of creating this ritual around a silly cup of coffee created this grounding space for me in the morning so that I could go on and, and face whatever I had to face. So anyways, I just wanted to say that, that it wasn't just like, it it, it was because there was a necessity. There was a need. There was a need. There was a need. And instead of pushing past it and just trying to get life without through life without it, yeah. You you sat down and thought about like what is the need and how can I fill it and you yes. you were really intentional with it. Mm-hmm. So that's a great example of the day to day. So right now when we're recording and hopefully posting this, I know we've <laughs> had some issue technical difficulties with our first episode, but it's the first week of the new year. And you know, me personally, December, I get exhausted with all the reflection stuff, with all the top tens. I feel like December doesn't count for anything, for any data anybody pulls. It's kind of just like a, a month that's out there. And then and, you know, the last week of the year and first few weeks, everybody's talking about resolutions and goals and, and it becomes a bit cliche. But what I like about New Year's is it's, it's a calendar year that it's something everybody's marking the start of something, you know, so all across the globe, we are all celebrating, you know, our next trip around the sun together. Um, and so there's just kind of this, this new cycle happening just around the globe. And some people see it as just any other day, you know, the calendar. I mean, we made up time. What is it? Time's a social construct. We made up the calendar, you know, it's, it is just another day. Um, but But there is power in that many people concentrated on one thing. 
Yes. The same moment. Exactly. But then if you look at other traditions, other, you know, cultures outside of, uh, you know, America, you have Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year, which is typically celebrated late January, early February, where it's, they view this year as following the lunar cycle. And then you also have the wheel of the year, you know, which I believe kind of started with the Celtics, but, you know, a lot of different pagan religions and other people follow it where new year is actually during, um, uh, that space between, you know, Halloween, October 31st and, um, the, the day of the dead, November 1st, they call it Samhain. It's spelled like Sam Hain. So <laughs> that's how, you know, it's Irish. It's not pronounced at all. Like I know. I remember like. the first time I found out how it was actually pronounced and <laughs> I will not say how old I was. And, yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a tricky language, but so for, for that, you know, um, typically with the wheel a year, you're going through these different cycles every six to eight weeks that really follow kind of more the light that's in the sky, um, or conversely, how much darkness is in the sky as well. And so saw one, you know, is it's the fall equinox or it's, it's a few weeks after the fall equinox. So it's getting really dark. And so it's kind of the end, you know, the death, you know, we've harvested all of our crops, you know, we're, we're hunkering down, hunkering in. And then kind of like the celebratory part of new year, you know, we, you know, when you follow a calendar year, you do it all in one night, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have the reflection on the yeah. 31st and then you have the big celebration fireworks. <laughs> so kind of for the wheel of the year, um, the Yule is more like when you're planting the seeds and you're thinking of your intention and you're welcoming the light back in with the, the winter solstice, or at least in the Northern hemisphere. So if, sorry, if anyone from Australia is listening, I'm probably going to default and forget to, to mention that throughout, throughout the show. But so to me, it's all, it's, it's about the cyclical nature of how we go through our life, whether it's a calendar year or whether you are following more the seasons or the stars, um, it's these cycles and how intentional are we with these cycles and what we're planting in our own lives. I don't know about you, but I always feel, um, I am much more cyclical than I am linear. And so I just, naturally relate to the, that cyclical nature, um, and thinking about, um, the harvest and the, the death, the death of the sun sort of thing, the darkest night, and then, and then the planting of the seeds and, and it just goes around and around. Um, whereas I think our calendar of course is linear, even though we know that it's the, our, the earth going around the sun. So, Uh but I just, I feel, and I'm just wondering, like, do you, are you more drawn to cyclical to that kind of cycle? Yeah. Well, I used to be, cause I'm, you know, I, I was super structured, you know, super Virgo over here. I used to really try and force myself into those cycles of the calendar year that everybody follows. And, you know, some of that's just kind of built into us. Like I found, you know, everybody thinks I'm an avid reader. You know, you can see if you're watching on YouTube, I have so many books on the floor behind me. Um, but really, I, I don't read a lot day to day or week to week, but there's March August and December. I'm a voracious reader. And when I look back, Hi. those were school breaks. 
Oh, that was when I would have an entire week off and all I would do was read a book or two a day. Like, like that was just so ingrained in me, you know, because there's so many other things going on throughout, you know, work and school and hobbies and sports that you just didn't have the time for that. So those were things where like the little things where I feel like it wasn't my cycle, you know, but I was just, you know, or I feel really, really productive at the end of August, early September and like get really, really organized. And partially that's probably Virgo season approaching, but I really feel like it's because in the States, that's when school school starts is September and how many years, I mean, I, I did grad school multiple times even like, so how many years has that just kind yeah. of been built in to, to my brain that this is a schedule, but a few years ago when I heard about the wheel of the year and these six to eight week cycles of Beltane and Sawen and, uh, you know, the summer solstice and all these different things. And I kind of started looking at life more in those six to eight week cycles and, and even, you know, following more the equinox and the solstices that feels so much better with my soul. Nice. <laughs> like I, you know, when you brought up the question or when you kind of started talking about, you know, um, ritual in your day-to-day life and just how you feel more comfortable in it, like it immediately made me think of the moon. And how, um, you know, uh, people with ovulating bodies or, you know, we tend to call them women or females, um, but we have an, a natural 28 day cycle, you know, mm-hmm. for the most, for the, for the most part. Um, and so we're already used to living cyclically. Our hormones go up and down certain weeks. It, 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 it's our emotions, it's our eating habits, it's how our bodies feel, you know? And so, you know, the cycles of the moon don't always resonate with me. I've tried moon journals before. And, you know, when, you know, I think it's the, the full moon is when you release and the new moon is when you call in. And aside from those two big days, mm-hmm. I can't follow the rest of it. It's too much for me. It's actually too much for me too. Yeah. Um, and, and the new moon is one that I just recently added in as a, I will now do a new moon ritual, but I give myself grace if I forget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and it's every 28 days. That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but so for that six to eight week things, I like to intentionally do a bigger ritual at least nice. four times a year for the equinoxes and the solstices okay. mm-hmm. to bring in that magic. Um, can you talk a little bit? about? Oh, sure. So some of it, you know, well, a lot of it for me is getting out in nature so that I make it a point that whatever I'm doing, I'm, you know, whether it's being on a hike or just finding time to go and sit and meditate outside, I'm just kind of honoring, you know, all the light we're getting or all the dark we're getting or something like that. Um, I tend to, I do have a book. Um, so the, for the wheel of the year, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's the Sabbaths. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have a Sabbath's almanac and, you know, a lot of this I find on Pinterest too. So who knows if someone's just making it up or how far back in the history it goes, (laughs) Um, but they, you know, so there's certain times of year where baking bread, you know, is, is really big or like, Mm -hmm. I think for the summer solstice making honey cakes, you know, so just different things like that, where um, you're just being intentional with what you're cooking and what you're using and what time of year it is, you know, where, and you know, I I think you bring up something really important there. I think that if you're calling, if you decide to invite ritual into your life, don't try and do it all. Because I think that what happens then, because I've tried that, and then I just get disappointed in myself. And that is certainly never the intention of doing a ritual. So even if it's one small thing that you could call in, and you create an intention and a focus around it, and you can feel good about that one thing, 
that's so important. Yeah. You can always build on your rituals, but just when you're first starting out, just choose one thing. Well, I think it's more, you know, I, I love it. You know, I love for tradition. So for, for the winter solstice for Yule, I do a, a spiral. So in, in the past, it's just Tell been me, like this yeah, spiral. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. So, um, so you can really do it with anything, um, because it's about welcoming in the light. I tend to do mine out of candles. And so the first year I did it, I had all these different sizes of tea lights and votives and pillars, and I made a spiral of them in my fireplace and each one represented either a a goal, like a smart goal, like something I really wanted to achieve or an intention or like a really broad, something I wanted to bring into my life, like love or something like that. Yeah. And so as I lit each one, I just kind of set it. And then I was really intentional and I had this little prayer, um, that, I mean, that I try and do every day, but I have not done it in a while now that I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate it when that happens? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so when I came up with this, like even when preparing for this episode, I, I, I had this notebook where I uh, very carefully wrote down everything I was doing and just like the order of it. And every day leading up to Yule was kind of a different way to do it. And it was this huge grand ritual. The next year I just did the candle thing. It was like, that really fit, you know, like that. I don't feel drawn to doing the whole week thing, but I felt drawn to the candle thing. This year I did um, a a local practitioner I follow. It was kind of doing an online course around um, like a meditation. Oh, right, right. Kundalini yoga kind Mm -hmm. of um, a thing online. And um, she also had a solstice spiral, which I was like, great. But she had us build it not only with candles, but with different elements that represent the uh, directions. So, you know, um, the East is like the place of the rising sun. It's more masculine. South is, you know, red can be kind of more childlike, naive and fun and passionate. Uh, The West is, you know, kind of more witchy, the crones, the female, the feminine, and then the North is your ancestors, your crones. (laughs) I I feel so drawn to the South. So maybe that's why we get, we balance (laughs) each other in the cardinal directions. But so I'll send you some pictures and maybe we can post something, but um, like it had feathers, it had uh, jewelry I inherited from grandparents, it had different crystals and rocks and everything I carefully picked and selected. And, you know, that might be something I continue to do, like doing something big and grand just doesn't work for me every year to be able to do a a 10 day lead up. But that spiral is something and just being intentional with it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? You know, all I did... um for this year. And this is the first year that I've done anything for you all. Um, it's been a slow, but steady process of inviting more ritual into my life. And I think part of it was because I actually, I don't know why there's times that I think about it and think, why haven't you been doing things? And I think part of it, the problem for me was what will other people think? As if anyone's going to see me and my husband, he could care less. He's like, whatever, you go ahead. Can I tell you, Amy, I don't talk about it with anybody else either. And I invited my parents. So my parents really, really, really wanted to come over for Christmas to drop off gifts Mm -hmm. because of everything that's going on. We didn't mask. We were safe or whatnot. Um, But as they were getting up to leave, I saw my stepdad look at my coffee table and go, oh, that's cool. What's that? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Oh, it's it's a solstice spiral. And he's just like, oh, okay, cool. And thankfully, they didn't ask questions because I was like, I both... 
I didn't know how they would think because of the word uh-huh. ritual and, you know, just other uh-huh. implications as we talked about earlier, but also it's mine. It's sacred. And I live alone. Right. So my coffee table can be an right. altar. Um, and like, I, you know, my mom gets touchy feely with things. So I immediately, when he pointed it out, I stood in front of it. It's like, nobody touches this about me, but I don't want to say that. I don't want to be rude, but at the same time, this <laughs> is mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just did something very, you know, I, I, it was purely, it's not like I looked it up and, and found anything that I should do. It was just purely like, what do, what feels right to me? And so, yeah, thanks. Well, at that point, it, it, it did feel really good. I took every candle that I could find and they were all different shapes and sizes. I did not do a spiral, but I just had them all out on this table that I have on our three season porch. (laughs) So it was cold, but I just said, I'm going to light all these candles and sit outside with a blanket around me, have a glass of red wine and just sort of honor um, what's gone before me and what's to come. And that's basically what I did out on my cold porch with these beautiful candles going. And it felt, um, it it actually felt light. I felt lighter inside when I went in. What a a beautiful way to reflect on, like you said, like what has happened Mm -hmm. and and gratitude, but -hmm. then also reflecting and, you know, making that space for what to come. What, you know, what, yes, you always want to make space for um, good things to come in. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. So how are you going to invite ritual in for your new year? Wow. Just in 2021. Have you thought of anything specific? You know what I have, and I actually had a whole list And of course I can't find it now. And you'd think, well, if you had a whole list, why don't you know? So, well, I have my list in front of me. Should we start with, or do you want to, should I start and you can jump in or do you want to, I tell you what, I'll start and then I'm going to have you go. And then as I say, come back to me. So one of the things that I want to work on, um, I do want to be a little more intentional with the moon. So even though I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, I want to get a little bit more intentional with that for ritual. I want to, uh, I want to do a little bit, and this will actually, this is a little bit pre-teaser, but I want to do more shadow work um, and figure out some rituals around that. Not Satan. Okay. (laughs) Everybody just calm down. Um, internal shadow work, <laughs> internal, internal shadow work, and then just creating space to, I feel like if I actually invite ritual in, if I create a ritual that says I'm inviting ritual in that it will, something will come to me or I'll hear you talk about something or I'll see someone else doing something and then I'll say hey I want to try that yeah it's kind of like um not to cheapen what you said but like I I used to have a thing for burnt orange cars and I forget the make and model but they don't make it anymore and as soon as I said that to somebody and was like I think I want to get one I saw them everywhere to the point where it didn't feel special anymore and I didn't want one 
But because I had started thinking about it, I started noticing it more. So right. I think, you know, once you have those ritual moments and, and mm-hmm. this can even happen when meditating and all that, you're going to be more open to those things that you you've been wanting to call in all along. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even that's just, you know, having greater capacity for, you know, changes in yourself. Like you said, the shadow work where you'll start mm-hmm. to see areas where you, you can easily, yeah. you know, go in and, and, yeah. and do what you need to do. So what are you? What do I do? Oh gosh. Yeah. So I, I, I don't find new year's resolutions cliche. I embrace this time of year because I love to plan. I am absolutely terrible at achieving my goals, but holy crap, can I set a butt ton of them? <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Planning is <laughs> one of my favorite things yeah. to do. Yeah. So I, I, I don't only do it at the new year though. So again, it's kind of with that cyclical nature and going more with that. Um, so I like to treat my birthday as they call it your solar return. You know, it's usually around the day of your birth at the day of, or before, after the sun will be in the exact point. It was astrologically as when you were born. And so I treat it as a personal new year. Now my birthday falls at the end of August. So it just so happens a new quarter is starting. So I kind of sit down and be like, what do I want for, you know, my 36 trip around the sun? What do I, what do I want it to be? What do I want to feel? You know, do I have things I want to achieve? And then new year's, you know, it's, it's now been, you know, four months since your birthday. How's it going, Tracy? <laughs> yeah. And what, what, what needs to be tailored, dropped, or brought in for the, for the calendar year, you know? So that's more some career goals kind of start to come in or, you know, goals that involve other people, things like this podcast, stuff like that, that tend to follow that more cyclical nature. And then, you know, I'm not saying I do it every quarter, some quarters, it just kind of feels a bit much or, or I flat out know, you know, I've had a really crazy couple of years where I bought a house with absolutely no intention to buy a house. (laughs) I had put out into the universe. I, I, my lease was up. I didn't want to live there anymore. And I was just like, I, I would like a home that meets my (laughs) spiritual, physical, emotional, psychological, and financial needs. And then 28 days later, I was a homeowner. Like it was, but so that year, very few other goals were accomplished. I suddenly had some new goals I hadn't even thought of. Um, the, the year after that, um, I, I got a new job. I wasn't looking for a new job. My, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we work for a very large employer. So when opportunities pop up, you have to go for it because mm-hmm. we also work for the type of employer where people work there for 40 years in the same role. <laughs> so if you want to do something, you have to be ready to take it. So that year again, you know, there's just so much newness and change. So I do like to leave room for grace, but I try to, you know, around the summer solstice kind of do a personal retreat. So I'll usually take the solstice and the equinoxes off. Um, if it's not on a weekend or something so that I can sit down and do some intentional goal setting. Yeah. And do that. That's, that's my ritual. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So like for my birthday, I went to the North shore for the summer solstice. There's a local park here and I just got lost in it for a few hours, you know? So just stuff like that where, and, and I just kind of have these questions I ask myself or these things I reflect on and then kind of look at my goals and I'm like, do they still fit? Do you still want to do these things in life? Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you don't. And the ones that I do, but I haven't paid any attention to, why not? So to kind of help me. So good. Oh, yeah. 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 So to kind of help me with that. At the time, at, you know, the calendar new year that we just celebrated, I'll do a word of the year. Yeah. You know, so, so my word this year, I, I, I don't know which, um, 
tense of it I'm going to use if that's the, the right way to say it, but either determination or determined nice. because I did go through, you know, I have a journal where I list out all my different goals, resolutions, whatever uh-huh. you want to call them. And there's many that have been on there for years and years and years and years. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I do still want these. I want to be, I, I want to have done these. I want to, you know, achieve these. I want this next stage in my life. And so this year I it was like, okay, we're going to be determined to do that, to stay focused, to have some sort of progress mm-hmm. on them. But can then I, ask, I also, can yeah. I ask a question? What process do you use to get to the word of the year? Um, you know, so I like, um, I think I've shared this with you. I think this is what it's called. Is it the yearly compass? So they oh, have yeah, a workbook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's the yearly compass. There's another woman I'm forgetting her name. So I know. do it. I do it too every year. Yeah. And I do it through Christine Kane. That's and she's it. Got the whole workbook. And and so I've to just yeah, to come to the word. Just to get to the word. I I just have a list of words. I think I did that mm-hmm. that the first year you sent me that workbook was like 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. She has a bunch of example words in there. And then I just as part of the exercise wrote out a whole bunch of things I want to feel and be really, really broad terms, values, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so now I just kind of go through that and I was like, what fits? Or like I said, it was kind of reflecting on, I did not achieve anything in 2020, which <laughs> should be fair. A lot was going on. Um, but that's where it came, you know, in the past I, I've used the word intention or intentional. And I feel yeah. like I am very intentional about avoiding some goals. So that's not the right <laughs> for me this year. <laughs> this year we're going to be determined yes, to achieve these to things. To achieve intentional. <laughs> to complete, to move on. I love it. Oh, um, I love it. But yeah, so this year to kind of help with that word, um, I have a couple of quotes that I found and, and I have, I have a weekly planner where I, I tend to just kind of like write a quote or whatever, just to kind of try and keep me focused. Nice. And so I, I have four right now that I think I'll kind of cycle throughout the year or I'll just make pretty and post places so I don't forget it. Um, but one of them is the future you see is the future you get. So I think that's where that being intentional with your ritual kind of comes from mm-hmm. for me that if I'm not picturing achieving these goals, Ooh, if, if I'm that. not a picturing having these things, yeah. I'm not going to have it. Yeah. Um, and then I just finished a book um, in December called the, oh gosh, I hope I get this right. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah. And it, in it, it's a main character who goes through life and anybody she meets as soon as they walk through a doorway or fall asleep they forget her and so like her own parents don't recognize her and she had to to flee her home and just imagine going through life not being remembered but so one of the quotes from that book is there's another day behind me and who knows how few ahead and I was like that's 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 a great way to live in the moment each day right like like, I'm not going to guilt myself about not doing as well as I want, you know, getting off track one day. Right, but right. when I wake up, if I tell myself there's another day behind me and who knows how far ahead, maybe that will motivate me or be what I need, you know, to, yeah. to make happen that day. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you again. Go but for it. it. Just, I talk it a lot. Actually, <laughs> this is it a two-person podcast, yeah. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not Addie LaRue. <laughs> um, it reminded me of a quote that my mom said. And oh, she said, I love your mom. To, what did she say? She said, 
it's not just another day. It's your life. Wow. And I remember the first time she said that to me and I went, oh, right. Because how many times are we just like, oh, well, that was just another day. She's like, no, it's your life. Yeah. It's your life. And you get to choose, first of all, where your intentions go that day. And if they didn't go where you wanted to, it's, it still was your life, which is great. It still is great. So you don't have to beat yourself up about it. I mean, your intention can be a life of relaxing. I'm not saying you have to be on this, you know, like girl boss, like every day I'm going to achieve, achieve. But I I like hers. Will you say it again? It's not just another day. It's your life. And so what I love, what made, what I immediately thought when you said that was each each day you might just be doing a little thing. Each day Uh might just be a little part of your life, but it's still your life. And those little actions lead up to bigger, bigger thing and your whole life. It's your lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just makes me think too. Will Smith has a quote from when he was training for Ollie, um, the, where he played a a famous boxer and he had to get Uh in really good shape. And, um, he was able to do it really quickly. And I just remember this reporter kind of asking him, you know, like, well, how'd you do it? How'd you put on so much muscle or how'd you do all this? And he's like, well, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. He's like, I just had to learn how to box. I was already in shape. And so, so I love that too, but it's how all these little actions, all these little things can prepare you for the, for the bigger things or make that space. for Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so those, so for me, ritual for me is going to try to have for the new year is going to try and have those little moments daily where I I go back to it. So that's where the quote will come in or the word will come in. We're just all wake up. But even, um, you know, in Kundalini yogi, there, yogi, Kundalini yoga, there's um, a mantra and a mudra where you bless yourself. So it's hummy hum, brahm hum, and then you touch the the crown of your head. And, mm-hmm. and I don't always have time. And I don't want to guilt myself around like, oh, I'm going to do a 40 day meditation. I'm going to do a 90 day practice. But in one class, she actually re- recommended every morning, just blessing yourself, just doing that and saying, hummy, hum, brum, hum, and just how, blessing yourself. Yeah. How easy so every, is that? Yeah. So every morning, I think that's going to be my daily rituals. I'm just, I uh, love that. for January, I'm just going to start, I'm just going to bless myself every day. And I love that. And start. That there. is lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Amy, I think we're about at time. Do you yeah. have a quote to, to end us? I do, even though we've had myriad quotes, but I do. <laughs> um, so, and I forgot Algernon. Oh gosh, I forgot who said it. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. There you go. Ritual is the passageway of the soul into the infinite. And I think that that can be, I mean, you can look at that as huge and you can look at that as just a tiny little thing, right? It can just um, be your cup of coffee, absolutely. your morning blessing yourself. Your morning blessing. I love hum, that. Hum, brum, hum. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, next week, Amy, you teased a little bit about this earlier, but you're going to talk to us um, about yeah. shadow work. Yeah. As I'm inviting more ritual in, I'm inviting more shadow work in. And so that's what I want to dig into next week with you and with you, (laughs) with you, (laughs) the listeners, (laughs) with everyone. Um, And that I don't want you to be afraid about it or think that it's negative or that you're looking at things that are all negative within you. Um, It's, it's, 
Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into week. it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, do you want to pull a tarot card to, to end <gasps> us for the right. day? I do. I do so, want to pull a tarot card. I I dabble in tarot, but I tend to be more, um, uh, how do I want to say it? Uh, what do I do? Okay. It just kind of happens for me. I All typically right. feel it more around the full moon. I have a couple books. I have a couple things. But so Amy, as you're doing this um, poll, mm-hmm. what's kind of your question for it? Or what? what's the ask? Well, I already it did a- it. Oh, you did it. <laughs> so what, what it was it? It out. I think Ooh. it just, it, it was just like... What do we need to know? Yeah. It's always, for me, it's always, what do I need to know? Or what do we need to know? So this is the six of wands. Victory. (laughs) I know that one. I remember he has a, a, he's riding a horse. If you're not watching, it's it's a card with a man on a horse with a bunch of wands or big sticks behind him. And then there's a a wreath on one. There is a wreath and his horse is very stately and very proud of himself and he has a wreath around his head as well. It's very celebratory. Yes. So how would vi- you interpret that card for what what we need to as as we celebrate the new year? I think that absolutely without even reading this then when I think about that I think that as you are more intentional, are more focused about certain things, you don't have to be maniacal, but as you're intentional, that absolutely you can feel that victory in your life. You can feel tiny victories in your life. You can have these successes, but he didn't get here by wondering like what pair of leggings he should wear today (laughs) and which episode on, you know, Netflix he should watch. Don't get me wrong. I'm a lover of Netflix and leggings, (laughs) but I think that this is just a sign that, that, uh, it's a good new year. It's 2021. We can be intentional and focused where we want to be. We have our, a direction that we can set, um, and everything around us does not have to direct us that we Mm. can direct ourselves. I love it. And it wasn't the tower card. So, you know, it'll be a better year than last year. I had a reading the other day where they had two, two tower cards. I mean, I'm not saying like, we're all going to have those moments, but I was just thankful Mm -hmm. that for 2021, we're getting victory. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amy. So I just want to say to everybody, if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love with a comment, rate, review, and subscribe. If you have ideas for what you'd like to hear in a future episode, you can DM us or whatever. There are a plethora of ways to to get in touch with people (laughs) digitally these days. And I have a feeling uh, for our second episode only, most of you have our phone numbers. So feel free to text us as well. (laughs) Long story short, we'd love to hear from you, especially as we get started. We're really excited to be doing this. So thank you so much for listening you. Thanks everyone. we (laughs) We hope you have a bright and beautiful day. Bye.